listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, mini episode number 45. What are words? I don't know. Kayla Lord's <laughs> here with the one, the only, the you look way too amused at what I just did, John Brownstone. Hey, you know, got to take it where I can get it. And I'm not afraid of being laughed at. At least by people I like. So there's that. This is not that episode. Let us move on. <laughs> a big thanks to our kinky patrons over at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords for making this episode possible. Uh, yes, for regular listeners, uh, we skipped last week. You can blame me and being tired and recovering and all that. But we're back. Yay, we're back. <laughs> uh, and I, I think we're back on track. So I think we're, we're back on a good schedule. Uh, this week... For this week's mini episode, we are sharing a few BDSM safety tips to kind of keep in mind as you navigate the world of kink. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS in the number one, so it's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM. All links are in the show notes, and the show notes can be found at LovingBDSM.net. Just a reminder that our Patreon membership drive is going on right now through February 15th, 2022. Uh, if you become a member or stay a member, if you're already with us, hi, thanks, we love you. Uh, during this time, you're going to get some fun goodies in the mail in March. If you signed up for an annual membership, you'll get two months free. But you can also, if you don't have like a chunk of change, you can also sign up for as little as $2 per month and pay monthly and stop whenever you need to and all that good stuff. Uh, you get extra content, extra access and other fun perks. To learn more about the membership drive and all of that, um, go to patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. Okay, so we're gonna share some BDSM safety tips. Um, these are kind of general, not specific to a an activity, but like mm -hmm. you're into kink, you're doing a kink thing, you're doing a power exchange, you're doing the damn thing. And these are some things that even experienced people sometimes need to be reminded, especially if you happen to be na navigating new relationships or new forms of play. And it is always good for newer kinksters to be reminded of this because sometimes we get really excited about the fun stuff and forget that um bad shit can happen true so we're gonna bring the room down uh and talk about bad shit that can happen <laughs> uh so let's get into our safety tips okay number one all kink is risky is one kink more or less risky than another kink sometimes. It depends yeah. on the way you're playing. Mm -hmm. um, but even a power exchange, which is not, for some of us, we would not classify it as a kink. It's a relationship style. And for others, they would call it their kink. Uh, even that has risk. There's the risk of heartbreak. There's the risk of um, triggering, somebody. triggering somebody. There's yes. the risk of, you know, being lied to. Like everything. Y'all, everything's risky. To really bring the room down, just a reminder that everything is risky. <laughs> uh, save yourselves. Hide under your bed. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm not that risk averse. I'm not that risk averse. The real thing to, to think about is, one, being very aware of the potential risks of a thing you're about to do in kink, and then knowing how to figure out your own risk tolerance. It is right. okay if you are not willing to take on the risk of, say, an activity like knife play. 
I'm not willing to take on that risk. I don't like mm-hmm. knife blades near me. Thanks. It's not my thing. That doesn't mean that somebody else can't take a look at all the risks and make a different decision. But we both need to be making those decisions based on the understanding that nothing in BDSM is 100% safe. There's always risk involved. And, and that comes down to the acronym RAC, mm. Risk Aware Consensual King. And we're going to get into that in a minute. Okay. Um, you know, let's say that many people, you know, their their gateway into kink is is spanking, hand spankings. Yeah. And even that has a risk to it. Yeah. You can't actually hurt somebody. You can emotionally or mentally trigger them. Right. Um, all kinds of things can happen. Again, is the risk lower in a, a barehanded spanking than, you know, flicking a bullwhip at somebody? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. But there is still risk involved. Okay. So that brings us to number two. Figure out your BDSM safety philosophy, SSC, Rack, and Prick. So SSC is the kind of the old school. Uh, I want to say I was reading a thing recently, and I think the Safe Sane Consensual, SSC, Safe Sane Consensual, was that a creation of like the 70s or 80s? Might have been 90s, but it's definitely uh, older than some of us have been alive. Yeah, I, uh, I believe it was from the 70s. Was it the 70s? I and believe I so. I think it was the, the gay leather community that sort of, mm-hmm. I, I remember reading it. And of course, now I can't see the name yeah. of the person in, in my in my mind. Um, safe, sane, and consensual is what a lot of old school kinksters will often say or use, typically because it was the first safety assessment mm-hmm. they ever learned about. Uh, we, lo- for a long time, called it safe, sane, and consensual, although right. we absolutely follow rack and prick more than anything. Correct. The The reason we've evolved from safe, sane, and consensual to these others is because both safe and sane are very generic terms with no clear definition. And sane is kind of a problematic word because what it implies you're if I, you do something i don't agree with you're insane like what like that's not it's <laughs> yeah. not great so the next evolution was rack risk aware consensual kink mm-hmm. uh you are aware of risks you are there being consensual and then prick and i always have to write this down i never remember this one personal responsibility informed consensual kink so and i think i think that definition and acronym it might have been tweaked over time too Basically, you understand the risks, you're taking personal responsibility for yourself, you're fully informed about what you're doing, and you're consenting. Um, Pick one. Pick one and go with it. You can be like us and follow the principles of prick and use the term safe, sane, and consensual. You might get questions. People might go, well, what does that mean to you? And the next thing you know, you're describing the prick acronym and you're like no but i mm-hmm. i'm safe for myself which means i understand what the risks are and i won't do things that feel unsafe to me and sane is what i can handle and i consider okay and like that's fine pick the one the most important part of this is taking the time to think about your safety philosophy because that means you're taking the time to think about safety in terms of kink Rack is probably the most prevalent these days, but but prick mm-hmm. is like the next evolution. Evolution, of it. yeah, next step up. Mm-hmm. Okay, number three, plan for things to go wrong because they will. And Murphy, they, they will always go wrong. At the, <laughs> it's almost like we jinx ourselves. This is going to be great, and that's the moment 
it all burned down around mm-hmm. your ears. Um, so obviously, it, this is sort of the we don't want things to go wrong, but it's sort of the plan for the worst, mm-hmm. hope for the best. So we did an episode, mini-sode, ages ago on a BDSM uh, first aid kit. Right. Make sure you have the things that you need in case something goes wrong. Um, it's also important when you're learning a new kink skill, rope, impact play, wax play, knife play, pick a play, any play, electro play that you don't just learn how to do the thing or use the toy, you also learn what the risks are and how to handle an emergency. Right, learn learn the, before you start tying somebody up, before you start uh, touching somebody with a knife, learn the safety mechanisms behind it to do it as safe as possible. And learn how to, to the best of your ability, mm-hmm. avoid those problems. Right. Um, you know, another thing, uh, t- talking about rope, uh, there are certain points on the body where nerves are very close to the surface of the skin. You don't want to tie where those nerves are close to the skin. That could cause some damage or injury. Or if you do, and maybe you didn't know, or and everybody's body is slightly different mm-hmm. from other people's bodies, you have to, as a rope, like in this case, a rope bottom, you have to be able to give feedback. And as a top, you have to take in that feedback Correct. just when you realize that you've done that. Mm-hmm. So we don't want anything to go wrong. We want no. it to be amazing for you, but also plan for it yep. and be prepared. And that way, on the off chance that it does go south, you can handle it in the moment and minimize any potential Exactly. Damage. Okay. Number four. Don't rely just on a safe word. So we have long had opinions on uh, folks, usually tops, who are like, I don't play with a safe word. That's a choice you get to make. But in any situation, if one of you plays with a safe word and will only play with a safe word, then guess what? For that scene, you're playing with a safe word. (laughs) That being said, that should not be the only thing you rely on. It should not be, well, they never safe worded. Sure, they were bleeding out on the table in front of me, but hey, they never said banana split. So I guess I could keep going. Like, y'all, no, no, (laughs) no. We love check-ins. Yes. You uh, do it in super sexy ways. Um, And sometimes (laughs) if I'm really out of it and it's been ages since I've been really out of it. But when I am, you'll just be really upfront. You're not trying to be all sexy. You're like, give me a color. What the hell? Where are we? Um, And then the other thing that sometimes is disappointing as a bottom, but that's okay, is when you're in any doubt and you do not have clear communication or a signal from me that you can move forward, you stop. Stop. And stopping, even if for a few minutes, does not mean you can't get back into it once you know where you're at. True. Um, there have been many times when I've called yellow and I've said, I've then added the, yeah, I'm a yellow, but I'm, it's more of a, I don't want this to stop, but I'm gonna need you to stop that thing right there. <laughs> I can keep going, but not if we're doing that. And I get it. A lot of people are like, but that takes away from the fantasy of it. I mean, I, I understand. Yeah, but, but also I would like to ultimately at the end of the scene or the moment have had a good time. And if I got to like come out of that, like simpering meek submissive mindset for two seconds to go, look, I can go another fucking hour, but not like this to get <laughs> a ultimately good scene. Then I am okay with doing that because at the end of the day, what I want is for both of us to have had a good time. So yep. Use your words if you're capable of it. Use signals, doms and tops, you've got to check in. Anytime there's doubt, stop until you know where you can go. 
But if you just sit around waiting on a safe word, how many times have we heard people go, well, they never safe worded, so I kept going. Uh, they were literally a drooling mess who could not respond to a single thing you said to them. It never, it never, it never, never occurred. occurred to you to, yeah. to maybe just double check, just, just double check. Um, so yeah, that's why we say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, brings us to number five. If you feel unsafe, don't play. Oh, I understand the need and the drive to get the scene in, to get the kink mm-hmm. on. I also understand how sometimes purposely or just completely obliviously, a partner can make us feel pressured to do something. Um, this goes back to your safety philosophy and why, even though we've always said safe, sane, and consensual, I really think we follow prick more than anything because you ultimately are responsible for yourself as a human being. Right. And boundaries can be difficult to set and it is hard to disappoint people and it is, and sometimes there's a fear of making somebody mad and those things are all legitimate. However... Mm-hmm. If something doesn't seem right, don't move forward. Right. Trust, that is how you stay safe. It, it comes down to trust your gut. And if you're not used to trusting your gut, have a friend or just have a, you know what? I cannot play right now and reassess and get more information. And that does not stop me from playing in the future. Mm-hmm. Because I get it, especially people who live with anxiety. Trusting your gut is difficult. Like I have to have the internal talk of, is this my intuition speaking or is this my lying liar brain telling me to be afraid of something? Hmm. And that's a hard thing to navigate. The more you learn to trust your gut or the more you learn to slow down and take your time with those decisions, the more you can learn to trust your gut. Um, and sometimes, and sometimes it's more painful to say no because of the expectations. Like I get that too. Um, it might be easier in pickup play or casual play, much, much harder with long-term partners. If you're not feeling safe with a long-term partner, that's a time for a really in-depth conversation and whatever kind of communication model y'all have for your relationship. In mm-hmm. pickup play or casual play, it's as simple as a, you know what, I think I'm gonna pass on this, thanks so much. Like, no is a full sentence. You don't owe a random person your whole backstory about why you don't feel safe with this. Um, in the long-term relationship, you do owe each other a little bit more than that. Like you really sit down and have the conversation. Maybe you feel like they learned their skills too fast. Maybe they haven't demonstrated that they actually understand the risks of the skill. Like maybe you just need more information in a little bit more time. That's fine. Um, and another sort of, it's not a bonus tip because it goes along with this, but just as you're navigating this and you're figuring out for yourself when to say, no, I'm not gonna play because I don't feel comfortable, I don't feel safe. Be wary of the person who wants to convince you to look past your own sense of well-being and safety. Yes, It'll be fine, I'll take care of you. It doesn't matter, you're overreacting, you're overthinking this. Like, eh, 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 now we are manipulating people to get what we want regardless of how they feel about it. No, 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 I immediately think you're suspect. I understand as the person on the other end who wanted to do the kink thing being disappointed that's valid. You get to be disappointed. I'm so sorry you have to be disappointed today, but guess what? Take your 30 seconds of disappointment today and maybe you get to play with this person down the line. Or maybe you can go find somebody else to play with shortly thereafter. But when we start pushing for what we want, regardless of what the other person is telling us, we are manipulating them and we are trying to make them think 
that they don't actually feel the way they feel. And that is also unsafe. Like let people, if people are nervous and they're not ready, sometimes you're just not ready. Maybe it would have been okay, but you weren't ready to go forward. That's fine. Trust yourself, honor that sense of well being. Know that there will there will be opportunities in the future to be okay. Mm-hmm. I did that without like actually ranting. You did. I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. So, um, those are some of our BDSM safety tips. There are a lot of others. Mm-hmm. Um, every part of kink has some safety uh, considerations and some risks you need to be aware of. Um, some people get annoyed with us because they feel like we make this super boring by talking about the safety. But my thing is I'd rather you be bored for 10 minutes and think about safety so you can go out and have an hour's worth of good time uh, instead of skipping it and the scene ending abruptly five minutes in because you done fucked up. Hmm. So be bored for now so you can have fun later. That's how I look at it. Uh, that is it for us in this mini-sode of this week. Uh, we will be back with a longer episode later this week. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.